The year is 1983. Ronald Reagan heats up the Cold War by saying that the world's two superpowers are engaged in a battle of good versus evil, with the Soviet Union as the evil empire. Meanwhile, the U.S. is struggling to climb out of a recession in which the unemployment rate hit 10% and suicide rates in the country are rising. And in that year of 1983, the Pulitzer Prize for Drama went to Marsha Norman's Night Mother, a taut 90-minute drama about a middle-aged woman's decision to end what she considers to have been an unsatisfying life and her elderly mother's desperate attempts to get her to change her mind. My name is Jan Simpson. Welcome to All the Drama, a podcast about the plays and musicals that have won American theater's highest accolade, the Pulitzer Prize for Drama. The New York Times critic Frank Rich was an early fan of Night Mother. He saw its world premiere at Harvard's American Repertory Theater, or ART, and called it one of the most disturbing American plays of recent seasons. You can pick at it and argue with it, he said, but you can't hide from its bruising impact. As it so happened, Rich was on the three-man Pulitzer jury in 1983, and both he and Newsweek magazine's theater critic Jack Kroll were so awed by Night Mother that they refused to cite a runner-up for the prize. The third judge, theater journalist Sean Mitchell, cast a dissenting vote for Sam Shepard's True West. But Shepard had won four years earlier, in 1979, for his play Buried Child, and the Pulitzer Board, which makes the final decision on all Pulitzer Awards, gave the prize to Marcia Norman, who had just started writing plays six years earlier. Norman was born on September 21, 1947, in Louisville, Kentucky. She was the oldest of four children born to Bill and Bertha Williams, fundamentalist Christians who restricted their children's access to TV and radio. So the major cultural influences in young Marsha Williams' childhood came from studying piano, reading, and, of course, church. When a high school English teacher recognized Marsha's early talent for writing, she introduced her to the work of playwright Lillian Hellman, who would remain an inspiration and role model for Norman. Norman went on to Agnes Scott College in Georgia, where she majored in philosophy. She graduated in 1969, the same year that she married her first husband, Michael Norman, an English teacher whose surname she still uses. After getting a master's from the University of Kentucky in 1971, Norman started teaching at a school for children with special needs. While there, she wrote her first produced work, a children's musical about Thomas Edison. But her theatrical career really began a couple of years later, when she was writing pieces about children and education for the local newspaper. Her columns caught the eye of John Jury who was then the artistic director of the Actors' Theatre of Louisville. 
He was just starting a festival for new plays that, over the years, would grow into the Humana Festival of New American Plays, one of the most important incubators for contemporary American drama, until it became yet another casualty of the COVID pandemic. Jory liked Norman's writing style, and he invited her to write a play for his then-new festival. He suggested that she write something about school busing. But Norman had a different idea. In between teaching at the special needs school and writing for the paper, she had spent some time working with adolescents at a mental facility, and one particularly violent 13-year-old girl had stuck in her mind. Norman kept wondering, what would become of such a girl once she was released back into society? After six drafts, she came up with one passable answer in the play that she called Getting Out. It focused on the first 48 hours after a young woman has been released from prison after serving eight years for murder. It premiered at the festival on November 2nd, 1977, and ended up winning first place. The American Theatre Critics Association also named it that year's best new play. The following year, Norman became playwright-in-residence at the Actors Theatre, and, after having divorced Michael Norman, married Dan Bick, one of the theatre's founders. Four years later, she debuted Night Mother at ART, where Rich first saw it. The production moved to Broadway just three months later and ran for 380 performances. I saw the show there, and it was so powerful that I could hardly get out of my seat when the play ended. Both Kathy Bates as the would-be suicide Jessie and Anne Petoniak as her anguished mother, Thelma, won Tony nominations for their performances. Neither won, but the play did help launch both women, who had been mainstays at the Actors' Theatre, into larger careers in New York and Hollywood, where Bates would later win an Oscar for her performance in the 1991 movie Misery. Night Mother also lost the Tony for Best Play to Harvey Firestein's Torch Song Trilogy that year. But it won the Drama Desk Award, the Susan Smith Blackburn Award for Best Play by a Woman Writing in the English Language, and, of course, the Pulitzer. So in just six years, Norman had risen to the top of her profession. But then the critics seemed to turn on her. Her next play, Traveler in the Dark, about a doctor who blames himself for failing to save his nurse from cancer, received such harsh reviews that she decided to take a break from the theater and instead wrote a novel about a psychic and her daughter that she called The Fortune Teller. Book critics said it might have worked better as a play. So Norman went back to playwriting. A few of her later works were done at the Actors' Theatre, but only two made it to New York. Both were done off-Broadway, and neither drew much attention. Night Mother lost some of its sizzle, too. The play was made into a 1986 movie with the starry cast of Sissy Spacek as Jessie and Anne Bancroft as Thelma. 
but it brought in only $440,000 at the box office. And as sensitivities about suicide have evolved over the years, the stage version is now seldom done and isn't that well received when it is done. A 2004 Broadway revival with Edie Falco and Brenda Blethyn limped through just 65 performances. A 2021 London production starring Stockard Channing as the mom didn't go over well either. It was a reminder, one British critic said, of how much taste in drama have changed. In 2014, Oprah Winfrey considered playing the mother Thelma opposite Audrey McDonald as her daughter Jessie. But the project fell through when Winfrey decided that the play was too dark for her. She told The Hollywood Reporter that she just didn't want to be in the space of suicide every night for six months. But Norman hasn't faded away, and Night Mother is occasionally done. While finishing up this episode, I discovered that a small theater in Nebraska, called the Little Red Hand Theater, had scheduled a three-day run last month, complete with talkbacks with local health care professionals. And the Anacostia Playhouse in Washington, D.C., is mounting an all-black production this month. Its director says it's designed to put a spotlight on depression and death by suicide in the African-American community and to showcase the strength of black and brown women. Norman has also kept busy writing for television shows. She co-directed the playwriting program at Juilliard for over 20 years, and she's become a successful book writer for musicals. The move to musicals first came when Heidi Landsman, who had designed the set and costumes for Night Mother, recruited Norman to do the book for The Secret Garden, the 1991 musical that Landsman produced based on the beloved children's novel by Frances Hodgson Burnett. Norman ended up winning both the Tony and Drama Desk Awards for her adaptation, and the show ran for more than 700 performances. But a recent revival at the Amundsen Theater in Los Angeles hasn't fared as well, with the L.A. Times critic Charles McNulty complaining that Norman's dramatic maneuverings are more hackneyed than Burnett's. So it's unclear if that production will make it to Broadway. Norman also had a misstep with her 1993 adaptation of the classic dance film The Red Shoes, which lasted a mere five performances. But her 2005 adaptation of Alice Walker's novel The Color Purple, which itself won the Pulitzer for Fiction in the same year that Night Mother won for drama, ran for two years and earned Norman another Tony nomination. And then... The musical of The Color Purple returned 10 years later for another two-year run. My favorite of Norman's musical adaptations, The Bridges of Madison County, lasted just 100 performances in 2014, but I'm still waiting for its vindication. Throughout it all, Norman has remained a vigorous advocate for female playwrights. In 2010, she, along with Julia Jordan and Teresa Rebeck, co-founded The Lilies, 
an organization named for Lillian Hellman that honors the work of women in the American theater. Over the past eight years, the group has partnered with the Dramatist Guild to conduct a national survey called The Count that tracks the participation of women in all aspects of the theater industry and urges the industry to increase those numbers. To talk more about Norman and her work, I called up Lisa Tyler, an English professor at Sinclair Community College in Dayton, Ohio, and the author of the book, Understanding Marcia Norman. Hello, Lisa Tyler. Welcome to Broadway Radio. I'm glad to be here. Before we talk uh, about the play, about Night Mother, could you talk a little bit about your history with it and the rest of Marcia Norman's work? How did you first encounter her? I became interested in Marcia Norman in uh, graduate school, was a fellow graduate student at Ohio State University, was editing a collection of essays on Marcia Norman's work. She wrote about Marcia Norman for her dissertation. And she uh, was looking for somebody to write about Secret Garden, which was just uh, out, the the musical version of the book by Frances Hodgson Burnett. And Martha Norman had written the, the book, book for the musical. And I had written about Frances Hodgson Burnett's novel, The Secret Garden, for my dissertation. And uh, that's how I first encountered Marcia Norman's work. And I've I've been interested in it off and on ever since. I think she's underrated, and I think that if this is controversial, I suppose, but I think if she'd been a man, uh, she'd have gotten a lot more critical attention than she's gotten as a woman working in the theater. I think women still are under-discussed and um, perhaps underproduced. Um, I think their work does not get the attention that men's work has gotten. I think it's changing, but... But in her era, I think she was she was the victim of some sexism, I think, in terms of who got attention and whose plays were produced. I do want to talk about that more, and we will come back to that. But I want to ask, what was it about her work then that intrigued you, that made you keep going back to it after that initial exposure uh, through The Secret Garden? I like that she puts women at the center of many of her plays, that women are central, that women's experiences matter, um, that women's interactions with each other matter. Um, Certainly that's true in Night Mother, but also it's true in Getting Out, her first play. Um, It's true in um, even Secret Garden, which is she's, she's very good in women's experiences and women's interactions with each other and emotions that women have that perhaps aren't the same as the ones men have, sort of relationships and emotions that uh, women in the audience can identify with and recognize as something they've experienced. And I think that's part of what drew me. I also like how honest she is. I think she's very authentic in her writing. And I think she looks at life in a very clear-eyed way. Hmm. and doesn't shy away from difficult material. As clearly we can see in Night Mother, that's about as difficult as it gets in the theater, I think. One of the things that interests me about her is the way she talks about mothers and daughters. She's been pretty open about the fact that she's had a strained relationship with her own mother, 
and the, the mothers in Getting Out and in Night Mother don't come off as great parents. Yeah, her own mother was was very fundamentalist in her religious faith, and I think that created a lot of tension in that relationship. And I don't think Marcia Norman ever felt understood. I think she, I think her mother wanted a more conventional daughter. I think she wanted her to be a stewardess or something, you know, that she could brag about to her friends. And and a playwright was not in the realm of what Marcia Norman's mother expected her to become. And so, yeah, that was a very strained relationship. I think you're right. She's been very open and and acknowledged that. But I still think that um, Jesse Cates and her mother, Thelma, in Night Mother, there's love there. Um, And I think think that's true of Marcia Norman's own relationship with her mother. It was strained, but I think not hopeless. Um, I think there was a connection there, even if it was tenuous and even if it was not what either one of them really would have liked it to be. Have you seen any production of the show? I have not. I have only encountered it in um, text and in the film version. But no, I have not seen the play. I don't think the play is done very often anymore. It has been revived a couple of times since the original production. But I don't. it's not one that, for obvious reasons, it's not one that gets produced by high schools. It's not one that, that gets done a lot because it's. I think it's very emotionally difficult material and it's very demanding for the actors because it's two actors and they're on stage the entire time for the whole 90 minutes. There's no intermission. It's an intense play. I also think we have a very different view of suicide now than we did when the play was written as a culture. I was wondering about that. It's never that our attitudes have been pro-suicide, but now we're much more sensitive to the whole concept of suicide ideation. And so I wondered if it would be more difficult to produce the play now? I think so. I think now we are much more accustomed to thinking of suicide as something that results from a chemical imbalance in the brain and that can be treated with pharmaceuticals, taking an antidepressant, and and your suicidal ideation will go away. uh, That's a little glib. Obviously, not everybody responds to antidepressants, and that doesn't work well for every patient. But I think the general cultural understanding is that that's how suicide works now, right? That it's it's because of depression, that it's because of brain chemistry. And I think Marcia Norman has a very different presentation of suicide in this. She's arguing that people have a right to do what they want with their own lives, even if what they want to do with their own lives is throw that life away. And that Jesse is making a rational decision and that in her case, at least, it's a reflection of her personal autonomy. It's not distorted thinking. And I think now we're used to thinking of suicide as resulting primarily from distorted thinking. And I don't think we think of it as a rational decision anymore. And so I think the play in some ways doesn't fit our current of spirit, our current understanding of why people kill themselves. What do you think then made the the Pulitzer Board back in 1983 decide to award the prize to this play? It's it's an unusual play, as you say. Uh, It's a play about women 
It's a play about suicide. Uh, it's a, it's somewhat, it's a dark play. What do you think made them say, we're going to give it to this play? I think it's because it's so powerful. I mean, it's the, the original producer um, talked about how the first time the play was put on, people didn't want to leave afterward and stayed in their seats for half an hour and 40 minutes talking about the play. It had such a powerful emotional impact. There had been plays about suicide before. They'd handled it very differently. And her play is very deliberate in looking at suicide directly and also putting the person who wants to commit suicide in the room with the person who loves them the most, right? Loves Jesse the most and wants Jesse to live more than anybody else on the planet and who is trying very hard to dissuade her from her plan of killing herself and that there's an emotional honesty to that. I also think that any adult has lived in our culture, knows somebody who killed themselves Hmm. and has, has argued afterward mentally with that person. Like, why did you do it? And why didn't you come to me? And is there anything I could have done to stop this? And, and should I have done more? And I think that the play sort of puts that out there for us to see. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. I think most people do uh, have been through that experience of knowing somebody who has taken their own life. And I think we've all had sort of moral qualms about it afterwards. Was that something that could have been avoided? If I'd been in the room, could I have stopped them? The question of whether it's our right to end our own life is a an important philosophical question. And Marcia Norman was a philosophy major. And I think her philosophy background kind of shows through in this play. I mean, I think she's grappling with serious issues about how far does our autonomy extend and how how much does our right to control our own life sort of determine whether we want to continue with our life? How much does that weigh against the harm it'll cause if we, if we do kill ourselves? That's a tough question. I mean, I don't know that anybody has a straight answer to that one. Hmm. Hmm. After Night Mother, Marcia wrote a couple of other plays, but she then turned hard into writing books for musicals. Mm-hmm. I wondered if you have any thoughts about why she stopped writing straight plays. She um, she talked about writing um, one of her plays that afterward the critics were so savage and she realized suddenly that they were going to compare every play she ever wrote to Night Mother and that it was discouraging. They were um, very harsh and she felt extraordinarily discouraged and quit writing for four years. So I think part of the switch to musical theater might have been it's hard to compare a musical to Night Mother. It, Mm. It takes her out of that having to live up to her own past work. Um, a little bit. I also think her, her first musical was Secret Garden, and it did extraordinarily well. Um, it was a commercial success. It was a critical success. It won multiple awards. I think once you've had that kind of success, it does make you think, well, gee, maybe this is what I should continue with doing because it's, it's fun and I'm doing well with it. Um, but she has done other things. I mean, she's written for television. Um, she's been involved in other kinds of projects. And I think she's a primarily a theater artist, but I think she is sort of interested in a lot of different 
kinds of work. She she did the adaptation of Night Mother for film too. So she's she's worked in a bunch of genres and won awards in a lot of them. She's also been a very strong and longtime advocate for women in the theater. Yes. That brings us back to your observation about how women are still treated in the theater. Is there a different standard for women in terms of getting produced, particularly on Broadway, and in terms of how they're reviewed, they're received, once their plays do get up? Um, Yes and yes, I would say. I think it's harder for women to get plays produced in the first place. I think it's harder to 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 have your work reviewed fairly. If you go back and look at the reviews of Night Mother, it's really interesting. The men um, who reviewed the play were very dismissive of Thelma, the mother, uh, mama in the play, and were kind of harsh about Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates, who's um, the well-known film actress and television actress, played Jesse in the original production. And she was perceived as sexually unattractive by the reviewers, and they attributed um, her suicidal ideation to that in some ways. They're very body-shaming sorts of comments were made. So even in a play like Night Mother, which won a Pulitzer, the reviews weren't always fair to the actors who played those roles. And if you look at other playwrights of Marcia Norman's generation, they've gotten a lot more critical respect. There are more books on, on playwrights like Sam Shepard and David Mamet than there are on Marcia Norman. And yet she's done such excellent work. And I feel like that's, it's hard to see that as other than straight up sexism. Um, And then Marcia Norman has actually done work and and encouraged work looking at gender inequity in the theater and documenting sort of the numbers on how women's work in theater affairs compared to men's work. So it's, I don't think that's really arguable. I think it's clear that women have been treated less fairly on the whole. And I think Marcia Norman's work would have been respected more if it had been by a man. I don't know. I I don't know if that's because of its themes, if if it's because it's about women, um, or if it's solely because she's a woman playwright. I don't know. Well, at least we have uh, Night Mother. And thank you for uh, discussing both the play and uh, and Marcia Norman. Um, this has been really informative. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for listening. I hope you'll come back next time. And if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, please send them to me at jan at broadwayradio.com. <laughs>